2: Yes, it's Superman. And today, as the Kryptonite glows relentlessly beside the unconscious form of the Man of Steel, far below the sea, his friends at the Daily Planet are beginning to worry about the man they know as Clark Kent. To prove to Superman's four deadliest enemies that a fragment of the shattered planet Krypton could make them masters of the Man of Steel, the Scarlet Widow set a trap for Superman in her penthouse apartment. In a desperate attempt to recover the Kryptonite, which robs him of all his strength when he comes within ten feet of it, Superman appeared at the apartment. Although he remained a safe distance from the main fragment of kryptonite, tiny particles planted around the room caused him to lose consciousness. Placing Superman in a large cedar chest, together with a small piece of the deadly kryptonite, the scarlet widow had the chest taken two miles out to sea and dropped overboard. As we continue now, the following morning, Lois Lane has just entered the office of Editor Perry White at the Metropolis Daily Planet.
5: Listen.
6: Chief, this is serious. Clark is
5: missing. Ah, nonsense, Lois. Nonsense.
6: Where is he? He hasn't been seen since the night before last. He hasn't been in his apartment either. Jim and I were there yesterday and again this morning. His bed hasn't even been slept in. So yet.
2: what? Kent's probably out playing detective. Detective?
7: Sure, sure. He's never happy unless he's making like Sherlock Holmes. Now, listen. He must be it. trying to find that piece of kryptonite or whatever they call it that was stolen from the Metropolis Museum. I. Now stop worrying about him. Kent acts like a screwball
2: pretty often, but he can take care of himself.
6: But where is he? He's never been gone so long without getting in touch with us. Will
2: you stop asking me where he is? How do I know?
6: Well, you don't have to bite my head off just because you're worried. Who's oh, 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 worried? You are, and you know it. I think we ought to call Inspector Henderson. Are you out of your mind?
2: Kent isn't a baby, and besides, Henderson's got his hands full hunting for the vulture and the teufel and uh, Papa Roush
7: and the latter and. <laughs> oh, what's, what's that?
4: Your
6: intercom.
7: Well, don't you think I know what it is? Will you. Yes, Miss Backrack. Inspector <laughs>
4: Henderson. Mr. White. He did?
7: Well, put him on. Put him on. Come, on. come on. What are you waiting for? He isn't on
4: the line. He just gave me a message for you and hung up. He said he was
7: in a hurry. Oh, well, 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 what, what was the message?
8: He said he hasn't been able to find any
7: trace of Mr. Kent. Oh, he hasn't, eh? Uh...
8: No, sir. But he said Mr. Kent
7: had been at police
4: headquarters last night with Captain Donovan. Donovan? Yes, sir. Inspector Henderson said that Olson had spoken with
7: Captain Donovan and was on his way here now. Olsen? Jimmy Olsen? Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Send him in as soon as he shows up. Uh, you hear that, boss? kept was at police headquarters last night. And... Yes,
6: I heard. So you did call Inspector Henderson after all.
2: Huh?
6: Oh, you told me you weren't worried about Clark.
2: Well, uh, you. Well, I had to talk to Henderson anyhow about those four crooks who broke out of jail. And, uh, uh, well, I just happened to mention Kent. Mm-hmm. And now, where's Olson? Headquarters is only five minutes from here. I suppose he had to stop and get the baseball scores. I'm
6: sure he didn't, Chief. Jim's just as worried about Clark as we are. As a matter of fact, I think he's Oh,
3: there you
2: are. There you are, Olson. Come in, come in.
9: Hello, Mr. White. Hello, Miss Lane. Hello,
6: Jim.
2: Never mind the greetings. Never mind. Now, Now, just tell us what Captain Donovan told you. Well,
9: how did you know? Never mind how I
2: know. A little bird told me. An elephant told me. Will you stop wasting time and start talking?
9: Well, sure, if you'll give me a chance. Mr. Kent was at police headquarters last night trying to get Captain Donovan to help him look for the kryptonite.
7: Ah, there. You see, Lois?
9: Donovan told Mr. Kent he was crazy. And he's right. Especially when Mr. Kent said he was sure the theft of the kryptonite was tied up with the jailbreaks of De Teufel, the Vulture, Papa Roush, and the Laugher. Well, ben... Kent said that? Uh-huh. And then he got a phone call. Captain Donovan didn't know who it was from, but when Mr. Kent hung up, his face was white as a sheet, Donovan said. Then he told Donovan that... Superman would either come to police headquarters with the kryptonite in an hour, or else he'd probably never be seen again. What? Yeah, and that's what Mr. Kent said. He went right out. Gosh, I'm worried. Where do you suppose he went? And what did he mean about Superman never being seen again? He didn't mean anything. He was just trying to sound important. Mr. Kent's no flusher.
6: I can't understand what...
9: Good heavens, huh? What,
7: Lois?
6: Clark might have fallen into the vulture's trap, or the Teufels, or the Laughers, or Papa Rose. What, what are you talking
7: about? What trap?
6: Now, Chief, Clark had a hand in sending all four of those terrible men to jail. Yes. And don't you remember, at their trials, each one swore that he'd get Clark. Oh, cheapers, that's right. Golly, Miss Lane, you think they got Mr. Kent? Well, no, there's
2: no reason to think so. Kent was on the trail of the kryptonite.
6: If they were after him, they knew that. And so they could have set a trap for him using the kryptonite, and maybe even Superman as bait. And poor Clark just walked into it. That would explain his telling Captain Donovan last night that if Superman wasn't there with the Kryptonite in an hour, he might never be seen again. Yeah, and Superman didn't show up,
9: and neither did Mr. Kent. Gee whiz, what are we
6: do? Well, no, no,
7: no, the thing to do is to not to lose our heads. I'll get in touch with Inspector Henderson. No, no, that. no,
2: what we've got to do is to contact Superman.
7: Superman! Yeah,
9: Miss yeah, Lane. Superman can find Mr. Kent, and it would be only fair, too, seeing how Mr. Kent got in trouble trying to help him. Oh,
2: wonderful, wonderful. Just pick up the phone, Olsen, and give Superman a ring. Oh,
9: Yeah. How are we going to contact him? Well, once when I needed him, I
6: broadcast from our radio station for Superman and he heard me. Say,
9: that's right. Remember? And he got there just in time to save it. Yes. Remember, Chief? I mean, Mr.
6: White. Oh,
2: I'll never forget it. Well, what are you waiting for, Lois? Maybe it'll work again. Come on. We'll go upstairs to the studio right now and you can try broadcasting for him again.
7: Maybe it'll work.
2: Hurrying from the city room, Perry White, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen rush to the radio studio on the roof of the Daily Planet, where, at a command from White, the news program is interrupted so that Lois, standing before the microphone, can broadcast an appeal for Superman.
4: Superman. Calling Superman, wherever you are. Pa Kent is in danger and needs you. He's in danger because he tried to help you. So please help him now. Superman. Calling Superman
2: the at once. Again and again, Contact. Lois Lane sends her S.O.S. for Superman out over the airwaves, little knowing that at this very moment, Superman, who is Clark Kent, lies unconscious in a large cedar chest weighted with stones and a piece of the green glowing eerily humming kryptonite at the bottom of the sea. The powerful tide catches at the chest and rolls it over, then drags it along the sandy, pebbly bottom... Turns it again and again and again, as in some grim ironic game. We'll return in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode. But first, let's hear from our good friends. Say, gang, if you let today go by without sending
10: for your sundial wristwatch, the one Kellogg's Pep is putting out, well, you'll be missing out on something mighty swell. In the first place, this timepiece is so doggone good-looking you'll want to wear it all day long. The dial's made of shiny aluminum, about as big around as a regular wristwatch, and there's a handy strap to hold it flat to your wrist. You'll use it often to tell time to the sun. All you do is lift the pointer on the dial and aim it due north, The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial, and that's the hour of the day. You don't want to be without this sundial wristwatch when you go on hikes or on scouting patrol or when you go to club meetings. Now, this is the very last day I'll be telling you about this wristwatch. So, send in for yours today. First, ask Mom to get a couple of packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Tear off the two box stops. Be sure you get the ones marked top. And send them along with ten cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. It's your last chance. It's hurry, 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 gang. Send for your modern sundial wristwatch today from
2: P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. North of Metropolis, on the beach before a small rough shack made of old boat planks, a fisherman and his daughter are drying their nets as the powerful surging tide comes in. In the distance, beyond the black rocks, a brewing storm darkens the afternoon sky. The fisherman is bent and weather-beaten. His daughter Abigail is about 16, dressed in overalls, her hair free and blowing, her feet bare. Big storm brewing out
8: there, Flo. Yep. Ain't
3: going to have these nets dry before that storm blows the rain in, Happy. Yeah, might as well leave
8: them. All right, Pa. I'll go in and cook supper then. Oh, look out there.
4: Yeah, look at what?
8: Right out there by the sandbar. Some kind of a box the tide brought in.
3: Yeah, sure enough. Stuck on the bar, she is.
8: Pa, let's go get it. Might be something the good in it.
3: Well, what are you talking about, Abby? Take a chance in that riptack out of some worthless old box?
8: Oh, I'm not afraid, Pa. There might be something fine in it, like some nice dresses I could wear, maybe. Yeah, nonsense. Oh, you can't be sure, Pa. There might be something in it we could use. We could use a lot of things.
3: Um, that we can, Abby. A young girl like you should have pretty things, but you ain't going to find them in that old box.
8: You could drag it in and
4: look.
3: It ain't worth the risk, I tell you. You know, well, as I do, how strong that riptide is. Besides, look at that storm building up from the north. It might hit us before we could get back. Come on now. We'll go in and get supper. Huh? Yes? What now? I'd be awful
8: obliged if you'd go out with me and fetch
3: back that box. <laughs> hey, you're just like your mother was, Abby. Looking up at me so trusting like, Yeah, and figuring to twist me around to her way of thinking. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the tide ain't all in yet. If so be, it lifts the box off from the bar so she comes in past the worst of the rip, and if and the storm ain't blowed up yet when that happens, well, we, we'll go get the box. But, Pa,
4: the tide
8: might not pick the box off the
3: bar. Well, you don't get it, then. Nothing lost. Come on, now, into the house. It's your old pie And <laughs> Stop looking back at that box. Tell you there ain't nothing in it worth having.
8: All right, Pa. And just as you say...
2: Suddenly, the young girl follows her father into their shack, neither of them knowing that the fisherman has consigned Superman to the freakish will of the tide and the brewing storm. Yes, Superman is in that chest on the sandbar, and with him, the deadly kryptonite. What will happen? Is Superman still alive? Will the tide mercifully carry him beyond the sandbar into the reluctant hands of the fisherman? Or will it fail to dislodge the cedar chest and then carry it back into the bottomless sea? Which will it be? Don't miss Monday's startling episode, fellows and girls, when we learn the fate of the Man of Steel. Tune in, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet.
11: More powerful than a
2: locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
10: Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.
11: Behold, man.
0: Process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha, uh-huh. it's the Loot Crate Subscription Box, yeah, with an exclusive loot fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy, uh-huh. <laughs> from the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude, Calabunga! to the Loot Gaming Video Game Box. What? Woo! hoo the Box, What's with, today, huh? with starting as large as 11 Monday per month, Those are box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it?
2: And today it would seem that the chest containing his unconscious form has been left to the whims of a merciless sea. A piece of green glowing kryptonite, a fragment of the planet on which Superman was born, has the strange power to rob the man of steel of all his strength when he comes within ten feet of it. Planning to make millions by selling the mysterious metal to Superman's enemies, a woman called the Scarlet Widow stole the kryptonite from the Metropolis Museum. And when Superman made a desperate attempt to recover it, he lost consciousness. The widow placed him in a cedar chest with a small piece of the kryptonite and consigned the chest and Superman to the bottom of the sea. The incoming tide carried the chest to a sandbar near shore where it was seen by a fisherman and his young daughter, Abby. The fisherman refused to battle a powerful riptide to rescue what he thought was a worthless box. And as we continue now, in their shack on the beach, his daughter, Abby, interrupts her cooking to stray to the window. Listen.
8: Pa? Yeah? think that storm's gonna blow itself out to the north.
3: Sounds like it might at that, Abby.
8: Pa. Uh, What now? That box is still stuck on the bar.
3: The tide'll be all in soon. It'll lift her off.
8: The box might float out to the sea. There
3: won't be no harm done. That old box is worthless.
8: But, Pa, you promised if the storm didn't blow up, we'd go and get it.
3: I promised if so be the tide lifted her off in the bar and brought her in past the worst of the rip, which it ain't done. Now, you forget that old box, Abby, Intended the supper you got in the stove.
8: All right, Pa. <coughs> Abby? What, Pa? You're crying. No, I'm not,
3: Pa. Yes, you be. Is it just kind of that old box?
8: Not just.
3: Well, what then?
8: Thinking about the party at the Grange Hall Saturday night. And all I've got to wear is these overalls. Pa, I'm getting too big to wear overalls now sipped in the boat.
3: Uh, Abby, come here.
8: Yes, Paul.
3: Abby, you know, could I get you one of them fine dresses at the store? I'd
8: get it. Oh, I know, Paul. It's just that... Just what? Oh, you're so stubborn, Pa. You say there ain't anything in that box on the bar. There ain't. Well, you don't know, Pa. Not for sure. Maybe there is something in it. Maybe there's dresses or money or something we can sell for things we need so bad, Paul. I
3: tell you, there ain't. It's just a worthless old box. Anyone with two eyes can see it.
8: All right, Pa. I can't go out for it myself. I won't mention it no
4: more, Paul. Don't you? <laughs>
3: Dresses in that old box. Money. There ain't nothing in it, I tell you. you stop sniffling. Yes, Just like a woman. You Abby. Get that line off in the hook and come along. Where? You know where. We're going after that box.
4: Oh, Pa.
8: Yes,
3: I'll just show you your old Pa knows what he's saying. Now get that line and bring it to the door. Oh,
8: wait, Pa. Wait for me. The box is still there, Pa, ain't
3: it? Yep. He's stuck in the sand good. I don't like the looks of that riptide, though. Get caught in it and we ain't got a chance.
8: Oh, I ain't afraid. Not with you. Everyone says you're just about the best hand with a boat
3: they ever see. Well, I'll need to be. Good thing that storm veered off. We can work in close to the rocks and hit the bar above the rip. There's enough water over the bar now to come down to your dreaded box. It ain't going to be easy bringing it back, though. Oh, you can
8: do it, Pa. You can do anything.
3: Uh, (laughs) Now you got your old Pa doing what you want. He ain't no more stubborn old mule, huh? Oh, I
8: never (laughs) called you a mule, you're just about the finest dog girl ever had, and I'm just hoping there's something in that box for you too, Pa.
3: Not even a moldy cracker, I'll bet you. Uh, throw the line yeah. in the dory, Abby, and help me shove her into water.
4: All right, Pa. Uh, uh, come on now, push. Yeah. That's it. That's the uh, oh. Oh. There we are. Now,
3: uh, wait for this roller, Abby. Yeah.
4: Here. Now get in. Hurry. Uh. Uh.
3: Set in the bow and be ready to push if and we pitch into the rocks.
4: All right, Pa. Uh. pa. Uh. You
8: figure the tide might yet pull the box into the rib? Yes, mate. Then it'll smash to pieces. We'll lose it, Pa. Uh,
3: won't be losing nothing. Pa,
8: oh, don't say that. Harry, Pa. This is
3: a job that can't be hurried. We'll be there soon enough, though. More than 30 or 40 yards. It's just the rip we've got to be careful of.
4: Uh,
3: and them rocks. Watch sharp, now, Abby. going to come in close?
4: I'm watching. Look out, Pa, that big rock. Yes, I see it. Oh.
3: Uh, uh, had to shave that one to the rip of the head. Oh...
8: Uh. The oh, box is still there. Yeah,
3: good thing if you'd never have seen it. We're taking a fool's risk, we are, Abby. Oh,
8: maybe there'll be something fine in it. Oh. It's the lock. Yeah, look at what? It's a box. Kind of a green glow shining through it. Don't mind the box. Mind them rocks. What do
4: you suppose makes that green glow? Look at it, Paul. I told you. Abby, what's up? Oh, what's the matter? We're going to smack up on the rock. Pa! Ah! Ah! Here
3: I I see you. Swim for the bar, just ahead. head. Yeah. Right. Don't let the rip get you. Keep going
4: straight. I do uh,
3: You're almost there. Keep going.
4: Uh, don't
3: talk. Swim. Swim straight, girl.
4: Straight. Yeah. <coughs>
3: You're almost there. Now you feel the bar under you?
8: Yes, don't slip off.
3: Don't slip off. You'll be in the rip. Grab onto the box there.
4: I got it. Good.
3: Hang on. I'll be right there.
4: Grab my hand off.
8: Come on.
3: You hang on with both
4: hands. I can make it. Yes.
3: Oh. It's a good thing we were so close to to the bar. Oh. Hang on, oh. good to the box, Abby.
8: And... I pulled the jury smashed oh. I wasn't watching the rocks like you told me. Oh, How are we gonna get back?
3: Well, we gotta hope this here box stays put till the tide's all in. If so be, we can swim out of the ways and work back round the rip to
8: shore. Of the box comes loose. It's full of tides only. Well,
3: yeah, let's not be thinking about that.
8: I wish I'd never seen this old box. There's nothing good in it, I know. Close the door, I... well, Ain't
3: no use taking on about that now, Abby. I
4: know, Pa, wicked girl. Oh, the box is coming loose. Yes, it's... And fear she be. Hang on tight, Abby. Oh, sorry, Abby swept into the river! Hang on to the box, Abby. Hang
0: on for
2: your life. Pratically, the old fisherman and his daughter, Abby, cling to the cedar chest in which lie the unconscious Superman and the deadly kryptonite as the powerful surging tide lifts it from the sandbar. We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. But first, let's stand by for a friendly tip. You know, gang, I got a preview of those swell new comic buttons.
10: The new prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pet. I saw some of them this morning. And I could hardly wait for time for Superman so I could give you the big news. Because I had an idea you'd be just as excited about them as I am. Think of it, 18 different buttons in real brilliant colors on sturdy metal, each one with a picture of one of your favorite comic strip characters, like uh, Moon Mullins, K.O., Orphan Annie, her dog Sandy, and Superman, of course. 18 brand new buttons to collect and trade with your friends, and wear pinned on your shirt or dress or jacket. Talk about a swell hobby. Boy, this is it. And the best part is, you don't have to send in any money for these new comic buttons. Not even a box stop. You can't buy them anywhere. They're an exclusive prize for you in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So, ask mom to get you some Pep tomorrow. Then, see which prize you find inside. One of these nifty new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Get set to collect them all. There's one of these exciting prizes in every package of
2: Pep. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now back to the adventures of Superman. Their door erect in their effort to secure the cedar chest containing Superman, which was stuck on a sandbar, the fisherman and his young daughter Abby cling frantically to the chest as the incoming tide dislodges it and sweeps it into a savage rushing rip tide. <laughs>
4: Hang on to the box, Abby, <laughs> or you'll be pulled under. I oh, well, think you've got to the seat, Paul. just keep Just pray this old box hold together till we're out of the rip. Paul! Paul! Hang on to the box, I think. Coming apart. Oh, land of mercy, she is.
3: If she busts up, we're done for, Abby. Oh,
4: I'm afraid. oh, Hello. Oh, oh. My my ring going? Just there. Where? <laughs> there. You see? I'm thinking now. He came out of the box.
3: Oh, phosphorus in the water, likely. Hang on, Abby.
4: Hang on. Ah! The box is coming to pieces. Hang on to me, Abby. I'm <laughs> oh, Easy, girl. Easy. I ain't got you. Oh, you know, good boy. Oh, look. Oh. Huh? the box. It's a man. Lend your oh. mercy. Abby, Abby. Oh, 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 oh on, Johnny.
2: Oh. Fighting desperately but helplessly in the savage riptide, Abby and her father are hurled violently apart, whirled over and over, then dragged beneath the surface as the cedar chest containing the unconscious figure of Superman is ripped to shreds. What will happen to them and to the man of steel? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, when we learn the fate of Superman and of Abby and her father. Tune in, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More
7: powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
10: Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the Grand Old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Publications.
2: Who is today freed of the greatest threat to his power, the fragment of Kryptonite. Learning that a piece of Kryptonite, a fragment of the shattered planet on which Superman had been born, had the strange power to rob the man of steel of his strength, a woman called the Scarlet Widow stole it from the Metropolis Museum. In a desperate attempt to recover the fragment, Superman lost consciousness, and the Widow placed him in a cedar chest with a small piece of the Kryptonite and dropped him into the sea. The tide carried the chest to a sandbar near shore, where a fisherman and his young daughter Abby were wrecked while trying to retrieve it. Clinging to the cedar chest, they were swept into a savage riptide, and as it broke apart in the wild water, they appeared doomed. As we continue now in the cold, raging sea, Superman, freed of the presence of the kryptonite, is regaining consciousness. Listen. What? Where am I? Abby! Abby! I hear someone.
4: Another voice.
2: Hey, Scott. I'm in the sea. How did I... Wait a minute. That's a girl caught in the tide And an old man.
4: tide the pulling them under.
2: Away to them. Away! Picking the girl and her father from the seething water, Superman, once more in possession of all his amazing power, streaks to the fisherman's shack on the beach, the two wet bedraggled figures in his arms. There, after the girl and her father have changed into dry clothes, they sit drinking hot tea listening in wide-eyed amazement to the man in the red cape and blue costume. I'm sorry I can't tell you who I am or how I came to be in that cedar chest. But I do want you to trust me and promise not to mention a word of what happened today.
4: Oh,
8: my stars. I don't hardly know what happened to you, Pa.
2: Well, it seems like I
3: know, Abby, but I can't believe it. This here fellow seemed to be dead in that there box. But the next thing you know, he was uh, uh, flying us out of the rip.
8: I didn't know for sure. This was our own kitchen. I'd be sure we're in another
2: world. I assure you you're not in another world, Abby. Not about that promise. It's very important that my enemies and yours don't find out what happened.
3: Our enemies? Mm -hmm. We ain't got no enemies, mister.
2: Not since the war's been over. Oh, yes, you have. Although the war is officially over, there are many evil, fanatical men and women who are plotting ways and means of building toward another war. And undoing all we fought for
8: My stars
2: You mean them Nazis and japs? Yes, and their sympathizers There are many of them and Some were involved in this attack on me Now, will you promise to keep all that happened here today a strict secret?
8: Oh, of course we will Will oh, we, Pa? Well, of
2: course I don't think now that the kryptonite itself can kill me But apparently it can keep me unconscious as long as I'm within ten feet of it My body needs food So eventually, if I'd been carried back to the bottom of the sea, I'd have perished yeah? Krypton what? Huh? Oh, oh uh, never mind by the way, Abby, you said you saw a piece of green, glowing metal fall out of the cedar chest.
8: Oh, that's right. Remember, Paul?
2: Yep. Looked like phosphorus. It did. How big was it?
8: Oh, it was pretty small. How big would you say, Paul? Yeah,
2: no bigger than the pebble. Well, that means they put only a tiny fragment in the chest with me. Got to recover the rest of it in a hurry before they. <clears throat> I'm going now. And thanks again. Oh, by the way, Mr... Uh, Hinkle, Sam Hinkle. Mr. Hinkle, I'll see that you got a new dory to replace the one you smashed on the rocks.
3: Well, ain't no reason for you to get me a new dory, mister. We didn't know it was you in that old box. <laughs> the honest truth is, we went out
8: because Abby here
3: had a full notion might be fancy dresses and stuff in it.
8: Well, that's right. Oh,
2: I see. Well, maybe Abby found her fancy dresses at that.
8: Oh, I don't know what you mean,
2: mister. Well, you'll both be hearing from me. Thanks again. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. This is the closest call I've ever had, and it mustn't happen again. I'd better go back to the planet first.
4: Up and away!
2: Leaving the humble fisherman's shack, Superman streaks through the late afternoon skies toward Metropolis, red cape streaming in the wind. Meanwhile, in Perry White's office at the Daily Planet, the gray-haired editor Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane are frantic with worry at the mysterious absence of Clark Kent.
9: Maybe you ought to try broadcasting for Superman again, Miss Lane. He can find Mr. Kent. I've been broadcasting for hours, Jim, and all I've done is lost my voice. He must be beyond the range of our station. Or else he's in trouble. Superman in trouble? Don't be silly, Olson. But Mr. Kent said if Superman didn't come to headquarters with the Kryptonite by midnight last night, he, he might never be seen again.
2: Kent didn't know what he was talking about. He got himself all steamed up about the Kryptonite being a danger to Superman, and he wound up by getting himself in trouble fancies himself a detective and walks into a trap. Of all the dumb, the asinine, the mm-hmm. half-witted. it about someone I know, Chief? Well, Ken. Mr. Ken? What? Look, it's Mr.
9: Ken. Is it really you?
2: In the flesh, Lord. Where have well, you what, been? We've been Golly. going crazy here. Take action. it easy, take it easy. What's all the excitement about? Huh? What's all the excitement about? What? Why, you, 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 uh, you, you, uh, 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 you, Watch your blood pressure, Chief. lot you care about my blood pressure? Where have you been the last 48 hours? Not that I should know, of course.
7: Uh, I'm only your editor. The, the, the fool who pays you for your salary. Why, I... Oh, well, well, you see, We've been I...
2: worried
6: today. We thought you'd been trying by the vulture, or one of the others who escaped with
7: him well uh um, no, we've been the driving the
2: police department crazy lois has practically lost her voice broadcasting an sos for superman Superman? Yes,
9: I mean, I... yeah we thought maybe he could find you mr ken oh
2: well sorry you're all so worried about me I... he's I... sorry now isn't that noble of him well now that doesn't answer my question ken where have you been well i started out to look for the kryptonite
9: well did you find it no how about superman hmm? you told captain donovan that superman might never be seen again
2: <laughs> superman's all right jim for the moment.
9: For the moment?
2: Mm-hmm. How do you mean, Clark? Well, just what I say. He's all right until the Widow and Sniggers and the others make another attempt against him with the kryptonite.
6: The Widow and who?
2: He said Sniggers. Well, who's the Widow and Sniggers? They're the ones who have the kryptonite. A woman called the Scarlet Widow and a little cockney named Sniggers. They're working with the Vulture, the Teufel, Papa Roush, and the Laugher.
4: May, how, how do you know?
2: Well, I haven't time to explain now. There's a lot to do, and it must be done quickly. Look, Chief... I've written descriptions of the Scarlet Widow and Sniggers. I want you to run them on the first page of the Daily Planet. I... Explain that they're a menace to Superman and to society. And ask anyone seeing them to communicate with us or the police department. Now, wait a minute. What... There isn't a minute to waste, Chief. Not a second. If you hurry, you can get those descriptions into the last edition. Jim, you come with me. Oh, gosh, sure. You bet. Oh, where, Mr. Kent? Well, you'll find out. Come on. Now, look here, Kent.
7: What do you mean, just walking into my office and giving me and my staff orders? Well, it's all right. I'm just... the editor here, and I want to tell you to tell me what this is all about.
2: I've told you all I can now, Chief. Please trust me. Trust him. Of all the the, the really the, the... Clark
6: Kent, the one-man detective agency and police department. Haven't you any orders for me, Sherlock?
2: No, but I do have a favor to ask of you, Lois. What's that? Would you please go to the best store in town and get two of the fanciest party dresses you can buy? What? I don't know what size, but oh, she's about the same height and weight as Jim.
6: She uh-huh. dresses. But, but... Why, Clark Kent? Don't tell me you have got a girl. Huh? Oh, of
2: course not, Lois. No, no. You see, look at him blush. Oh, yeah, oh. No, Mr. Kent's got a girl. Never
9: mind, never mind that now. No, I want come to know on, what
2: this... <laughs> hey, where well, are you going? Something important. Now, you come back. Got to move
7: fast. Come out
2: here. back here. Leaving Perry White's office, Clark Kent hurries to the elevators, followed by the eager Jimmy Olsen. What is so important that Kent forgot? We'll return in a moment for the climax of today's episode. But first, here again is
10: your announcer. I'm telling you, gang, these new comic buttons, the new prizes and packages of Kellogg's Pep, are just about the most fun that ever happened. In the first place, they're old familiar favorites. You know, pals you've been following in the funny papers for a long time, like Smitty, and uh, Herbie, and Skeezix, and Superman, of course. And they're done up in full comic strip colors, printed clear and bright as anything on sparkling white metal buttons. The kinds you can pin on your jacket or dress or cap. Then, there's the fun of collecting all 18 different buttons. Trading duplicates with your friends. Boy, it makes a swell hobby. You get them as exclusive prizes in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So, get busy on your collection. Ask Mom
2: to get you a package tomorrow. That's P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Hurrying to Metropolis Police Headquarters with Jimmy Olsen... Clark Kent found that Inspector Henderson was out. After speaking to Captain Donovan, Henderson's assistant, Kent, Jimmy, and Donovan entered a police car with several officers and were driven swiftly to a 65-story apartment building on Boulevard Drive. As we join them now, they have just entered a private elevator, and Captain Donovan is taking it up. You'll broadcast the descriptions of the Scarlet Widow and Snickers all over the country, Captain Donovan?
3: I'm the teletype now, Kent. Good. Well, I want to look at this apartment. You say they were in with the vulture, the Teufel, and those two others.
9: Oh, Papa Rosh and the Laugher. Gosh, I want to see their
2: apartment, too. We'll yeah, see it in a moment. It's the penthouse of the building. But they're not there now. That's why I was in such a hurry to give you the descriptions of the widow and Sniggers, Captain.
3: How do you know they're not there now, Kent?
2: Oh, uh, sure. But Mr. Well. Kent
9: says they all beat it with the kryptonite.
2: Hmm. He says. The building superintendent didn't see them move out. This is a private elevator for the penthouse, and it opens on the side of the building. They could easily have left without being seen, especially yeah, we'll at s- night. We'll soon find out.
3: Here's the 65th floor. Okay, man. Quiet now.
2: Well, you don't have to be careful. I tell you, there's nobody in the apartment. How can you tell, Mr.
9: Kent?
3: Yeah. Maybe Kent looks through doors and walls like this fellow Superman he's so worried about. Huh? Ring the bell, Haley.
2: Okay, Captain. Yeah, you see, I told you. Ring it again, Haley. Right. Gosh,
9: maybe they're all waiting in there with guns.
2: Oh, they're not, Jim. Okay, you got the passkey, Haley. Open her up. No, wait a minute. Don't open the door. Huh? What's the matter with you, Kent? Don't open it, I tell you.
9: Don't. You just said nobody was in there.
2: I I know, but, but don't open it. Don't. Amazed, Jimmy Olsen, Captain Donovan, and the police officers look at Clark Kent, whose face has turned ghostly pale. What has Kent as Superman seen in the Scarlet Widow's apartment? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
10: Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature
0: appearing in Superman DC Publications
2: Yes, it's Superman, who is today again on the trail of the Scarlet Widow and her deadly weapon, the Kryptonite. Narrowly escaping death when the Scarlet Widow placed him in a cedar chest with a small piece of Kryptonite and consigned the chest to the bottom of the sea, Superman knows that he must recover the main fragment of Kryptonite from the Widow if he is to stay alive. With Jimmy Olsen, Police Captain Donovan, and several officers, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, returned to the penthouse apartment of the Scarlet Widow. Although he said the apartment was now empty, Kent suddenly called out to the amazed officers not to open the door. As we continue now, in the foyer outside the Widow's 65th-story apartment, Kent, pale and trembling, his eyes glazed, staggers backward into the elevator. Listen.
9: Well, what's the matter, Mr. Kent? I, Are you sick? I
2: feel a little weak, Jim.
9: Oh, gosh, you're pale
2: as a ghost.
9: And you're shaking.
2: Well, I'll be all right in a minute. I didn't look in the flower pots. I took for granted that the widow would take all the stuff away with her. All what stuff, huh? What are you talking about, Mister Ken? Look, Jim. I want you to listen and then do exactly
9: as I say. Will you? Oh, sure I will. But what's this all about? First you say there's nobody in the apartment, and then you start yelling not to open the door. I know. And then you practically pass out. Oh,
2: never mind. Now listen and get this straight. I want you to go into the apartment. Aren't you coming? I can't. Well, why not?
9: Look. You're not having a heart attack or something, are you? Oh,
2: no, no. I just felt a little weak for a moment, but I'm all right now. Maybe you ate something that didn't agree with you. Never mind me. Just listen and don't interrupt. Now, there's a flower pot standing near the entrance to the living room. In the earth, around the plant is a tiny piece of green glowing metal. I want you to get it. What for? What is it? Will you stop interrupting? This is important. Pick up that piece of metal with a handkerchief, not with your bare hands, and take it to Doctor John Millikan at the University of Metropolis Laboratory as quickly as you can. But why? What? Never mind the why's and what. Just get the, cri- the, the, the 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 piece of metal and take it to Doctor Millikan. Tell him I'll be there very soon. Now, now, get going. Oh wait! J- if Captain Donovan sees me taking anything, he'll throw me in the hose gown. No, he won't. There's more of the stuff in the other flower pots in the living room and on the terrace. As a matter of fact, you might call them to Donovan's attention so he'll take them to headquarters, but warn them not to touch the stuff with their bare hands. All right, go ahead, Jim. Okay. Where are you going? I never saw anyone who to ask so many questions. I'm taking this elevator down. I'll have one of Donovan's men bring it up again. Now, don't fail me, Jim.
9: I won't, Mr. Kent.
2: Okay. <laughs> Leaving the building, Kent waits nearby, hidden in the early evening shadows, until he sees Jimmy emerge and enter a taxi cab. A short time later, in his true identity of Superman, Kent knocks at the laboratory door of Dr. John Milliken, world-famous physicist. Good evening, Dr. Milliken. Superman! That's right, Doctor. Come in, come in. Thank you. I'm delighted to see you. I haven't had that pleasure since we worked together on the atom. That's right. Now, come into the laboratory and tell me what I can do for if you. If you don't mind, Doctor, let's talk right here, but shall we'll we? will be much more comfortable at my desk. There are I know, chairs. I, I'm sorry, but I can't go to your desk.
10: I don't understand.
2: There's something very dangerous to me on your desk, Doctor. Dangerous? Yes. To you? I know it sounds fantastic, but that tiny piece of green glowing metal that young Olson just left with you is my deadliest enemy. What? Oh, well, now look here, Superman. Do you feel perfectly well? I feel fine now, Doctor, but it's the gospel truth. That? that fragment is a piece of the former planet Krypton where I was born. And by some strange chemical action, I lose all my strength when I come within ten feet of it. I can't believe it. Now, to repeat, it's true, only too true. I told Dr. Whistler, meteorologist of the museum, my story before he died. It was his theory that the substance of the former planet Krypton created a race of supermen there. But here on Earth, a fragment of kryptonite has just the opposite effect on a former inhabitant of that planet, meaning me. In this atmosphere, the kryptonite robs me of all my strength. Whistler said that? Amazing. Yes, unfortunately, right after Dr. Whistler died, some of my enemies managed to steal the kryptonite. And last night, they almost succeeded in doing away with me. Oh, good heavens. When they learn I'm still alive, I'm sure they'll try to destroy me again. Don't say that. We need you. You've been of tremendous service to this country. Thank you, Doctor. Then perhaps you'll help me. How can I help you? Examine that sliver of kryptonite on your desk. That phosphorescent metal, is that kryptonite? That's right. Study that kryptonite, Doctor. You're the greatest physicist in the world. Perhaps you can discover how I can defend myself against it. Of course, I'll do my best. But it seems so unbelievable that this this sliver of kryptonite can knock you out. It will ultimately destroy me, unless you can develop some defense against it. I'll get to work on it at once, but I can't promise anything you understand. I understand, but I'm counting on you, Doctor. This, well, you're my last hope. I'll do everything in my power, naturally. Now, where can I contact you if I have anything to report? Call Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. Just tell him it's important that you see me. Don't give the message to anyone else. Kent can reach you in an emergency. Well, I uh, uh, have—I keep in touch with Kent, you might say. Now I've got to try to pick up the trail of the kryptonite before it's used against me again. Good luck, Dr. Milliken. I'm going to need it. Uh, Here, I'll take you to the elevator. No, thanks. I see your skylight is open. I'll use that if you don't mind. So long, Doctor. Good night, Superman. Believe me, I'll do all I can. I'm sure you will. Up and away! (laughs) Leaping up through the open laboratory skylight, Superman streaks away into the evening to take up his desperate search for the Scarlet Widow and the dreaded Kryptonite. But meanwhile, in another Metropolis laboratory, a small dirty basement room of cluttered tables, retorts, and a littered floor, a strange scene is taking place. The single window is closely boarded and nailed over with heavy black paper, and under the dim glow of an electric bulb hanging from the ceiling, two men lean over a test tube suspended above a Bunsen burner. The tube is a small piece of green glowing metal and a heavy purplish liquid which boils violently and gives off a brilliant white light and hot steam. One of the men is squat and powerfully built, with a bald bullet-shaped head and eyes magnified like frogs behind abnormally thick spectacles. This is der Teufel, who until the war ended was one of Germany's most brilliant scientists and espionage agents. The other man is tall and lean with cold pale eyes
5: set in a sallow impassive face. Watching the test tube, der Teufel scowls. Everything I have tried, Krauss, everything, but I am unable to dissolve the kryptonite.
2: All last night and all today you work worked on this problem, Teufel. Why is it so important to dissolve the
5: kryptonite? That is simple. Because of its effect on Superman, I am convinced that kryptonite is an even greater source of atomic energy than U 235 uranium. Now, do you understand? Nine. you must explain further, Teufel. Ah, You are a blockhead. But see, I will try to make you understand Everything on Earth is soluble. Everything can be dissolved, which means the kryptonite, too, if only the proper chemical agent can be discovered. And once the kryptonite is dissolved, do you not see what that means to us, Krauss? Do you not see?
2: Puzzled, the man Krauss waits for Teufel to explain. What has der Teufel, whose name in English means the devil, in mind? We'll return in a moment to find out. But first let's hear from our good friend.
10: You know what I heard the other day? Well, someone told me that one of the members of the gang was listening closely Monday when uh, I first told you all about these brand new comic buttons, the new prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pep and this young fellow was so pleased and excited with the big news, he came right out with a big yippee! Well, I bet you feel like that, too, when you get your first new comic button. It'll be one of your old favorite funny sheet characters, you know. Maybe Superman himself, or, uh, or Skeezix, or Uncle Walt, or Smoky Stover. You know him, don't you? Or any one of 18 different buttons. Each one a humdinger for color and sparkle. You'll get a big kick out of rounding out your collection of all 18 buttons. Swapping duplicates with your pals, wearing them on your jacket or dress or cap. And here's the payoff, gang... You don't send in a single penny for these new comic buttons, not even a box top. You can't even buy them anywhere. You just ask Mom to get you plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Inside every package, there's a swell prize. One of these brand new thriller-diller comic buttons or a military insignia or a warplane button. So get in on the fun. Make sure Mom gets you a package of P-E-P-Pep.
2: Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a dirty, secret basement laboratory under the streets of Metropolis, de Teufel, one of Germany's most brilliant scientists, has been unable to dissolve the piece of kryptonite which he stole from the Scarlet Widow. Krauss, one of his henchmen, expresses bewilderment. As I said, Teufel, I am not a scientist, so tell me, why does it mean so much to us that the kryptonite be dissolved?
5: You will see for yourself. But first, I must return to Germany, to the Black Forest. There waiting for me is her Professor Milch. Milch is a great chemist, a genius. He will be able to dissolve the kryptonite if anyone can. He will? Yeah, I'm certain of it. Now listen to me, Klaus. The Scarlet Widow, the Vulture, and the laughter seek everywhere for me. So, too, do the American police. All of them are dangerous, but none so dangerous as the Scarlet Widow. I fooled her once, and I will do it again with your help. What you must do now, tonight, is to obtain papers for me, a disguise, and whatever else is necessary so that I can return to Germany at once. See, Teufel, you ask me to take
2: tremendous risks, not only with my own life, but with those of our comrades. It is only right that you should
5: tell me why I do it. You ferrichter the dumb coffee this either, Teufel, who commands... Ah, all right. All right, Kraus, I will tell you, when Herr Professor Milk dissolves the kryptonite... I intend to create an Atom Man. An Atom Man? Yeah. An atom man who from his very fingertips will unleash such a fury of horror and destruction upon our enemies as they have never even dreamed of. My atom man will forever reduce the great Superman and all our enemies to something even less than dust. Now, will you arrange for me to return to Germany? It will be done, Herr Teufel, at once, Heil Hitler. You mean Heil Teufel? It is I who will succeed where Hitler failed. Ha <laughs> ha! Go now, Kraus. Sorry, and arrange matters. Schnell!
2: His huge, distorted eyes gleaming behind his thick spectacles Teufel laughs gleefully at his monstrous vision. What is the atom man he has promised to create? And will it be able to destroy Superman as Teufel promises? Teufel, the devil? Fellows and girls, the plot against the Man of Steel is spreading swiftly, dangerously. So don't miss a single episode of his fight for his own life and for the life of humanity. Tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday... Same time, same station, and thrill to the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman.
10: Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman
0: DC Publications. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, wherever you get podcasts, by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
2: Yes, it's Superman, whose fight to destroy the one power on Earth that can destroy him is now taking a new turn. And now, the adventures of Superman. In danger of his life, Superman is searching desperately for the Scarlet Widow, who almost destroyed him with a piece of kryptonite. The kryptonite is a fragment of the planet Krypton where Superman was born, and robs him of his strength when he comes within ten feet of it. But unknown to Superman, part of the kryptonite was stolen from the Widow by Teufel. Germany's most brilliant scientist. Unable to dissolve the strange green glowing metal in order to form a powerful atomic substance, Teufel told a Nazi underground agent named Krauss that he must take the kryptonite to Germany, where he knew of a chemist who could dissolve it and create an atom man, a creature who could control Superman at will. Meanwhile, in the back room of a small book and gift shop in a fashionable district of Metropolis, The gaunt, ugly, scarlet widow angrily hurls a stack of telegrams at the feet of Sniggers, her little henchman. Listen.
12: My agent can't find Teufel in Detroit. They can't find him in Los Angeles. They can't find him in Cuba or Mexico or Canada. Where is he? Uh, He's a sly one, Roger, that Teufel is. But if you listen to me, Widder, you'll forget about him. Forget about him? Are you crazy, Sniggers? He got away with a quarter of the kryptonite. Worth a million dollars. I sure he did, and I'd like to slit his dirty throat for it. But we've still got three pieces of the blooming stuff left. And that's why I think you're making a bad mistake with it. Suppose the vulture and them other two blokes finds out we dumped Superman in the ocean, and he's dead. They won't pay us nothing for the kryptonite, then. How can they find out? Only you and I know who was in that cedar chest. Yeah, they're smart, they are. Then let them find Teufel. They know I won't sell them any part of the kryptonite until I see that double-crossing Nazi dead at my feet. Right now he's alive someplace, somewhere. Why don't the police find him? I don't know. The police is hunting for us, too. Don't forget that. And every day that blinking Daily Planet newspaper puts descriptions of us in their first page, telling anyone what sees us to call the bobbies. Don't worry. We're safe here. I don't like it. Not a bit I don't. Look at Wither. Let's sell what we've left of the blooming kryptonite and here. No, I said. Not until I see Teufel dead. Now, get off that chair. I want to use the typewriter. What are you going to do? I'm going to send a special delivery letter to every one of my agents all over the world. Telling them I'm raising my price to $200,000 for Teufel. Ooh, that's a lot of folding money, that is. He's got to be found. It didn't evaporate into thin air. He's someplace, somewhere. And I'm going to find him and see him dead if it's the last thing I ever do.
2: As the scarlet widow's long, bony fingers tap out an urgent command to her underworld agents to find the man who robbed and double-crossed her, Der Teufel himself, carefully disguised in a wig of thinning gray hair and a short, stubby beard, his fleshy face cleverly molded to new lines and contours and wearing a black Hamburg hat and mink-lined overcoat has just stepped from a clipper plane at Lisbon. Holding a bulky briefcase close to his side, extends a passport to a customs officer who examines it perfunctorily as a large transport warms its powerful motors nearby. You are Dr. Alexander
5: Olowski, senor? Yes. You travel from here to Madrid? I do. On my way to my own country, Belgravia, where I'm finance minister.
2: Si, here is your visa, senor. Your plane leaves in ten minutes. Thank you. Hurrying to the transport plane, his briefcase clutched tightly under his arm, De Teufel is flown high over the Pyrenees and set down at bustling Le Bourget Airport of Paris. Once more, his bulky briefcase held tightly under his arm, he presents his passport to a customs inspector.
7: Hey, monsieur Olofsky, the newspaper reporters,
5: they hear you arrived today and they ask for you. Uh, if you could perhaps not tell the reporters I'm arrived. My plane to Berlin leaves very soon and I wish to rest before continuing my journey. Oui, Monsieur Olofsky, I will say nothing to them. Voilà, your visa, Monsieur. Bon voyage. Uh, donc, uh, merci, Monsieur, merci, merci.
2: Still undetected in his disguise of Dr. Olovsky, finance minister of Belgravia, de Teufel carrying a small piece of the deadly kryptonite, which he believes can be used to create an atomic creature able to forever control the strength and power of Superman, waits in Paris for a plane to carry him to Germany and his mysterious destination. Meanwhile, haggard from his unrelenting but futile search for the Scarlet Widow and the kryptonite, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, is in the teletype room at Metropolis Police Headquarters with Inspector Henderson.
7: Here's the flight from Washington.
2: Now, no soap, Kent. The fellow they picked up as Papa Rose turned out to be a respectable high school teacher, a refugee. Well,
7: if you'd only listen to
2: me, Inspector, and concentrate on the search for the Scarlet Widow and Sniggers, I think you'd get further. They have the kryptonite. Oh, no, you and your kryptonite! I thought you had better sense, Kent. Why, believing that a piece of fallen meteor can harm Superman? Well, it can do more than that, Inspector. Ultimately, it can destroy him. What? Look, I always had a lot of respect for you, Kent, but after a crack like that. You well, think I'm crazy, huh? Well, listen, I can tell. It's
12: ch- all for you, Inspector.
1: Oh, uh, thank you, Miss Hardy. I'll be right along.
12: I had the call transferred to the teletype room. You can take it on the phone right here.
1: Okay. Uh, excuse me, Kent.
12: Certainly.
13: Inspector Henderson speaking.
2: Oh, yes, Haley. What? Say that again. A fire with green flames? Green flames? What have you been drinking? Inspector, what did now you say just about... a minute, Kent, will you please? What'd you just say, Haley? I didn't get it. A murder? Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Sure, I'll be right out. Where is it? Huh? Two, two, six. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll see you right away. Well, how do you like that, Kent? What? Haley gives me some cock and bull story about a fire in the basement, a fire that burns with green flames, he says, before he breaks down and tells me there's a murdered man in the basement. Come on, we'll have a look. Fire that burns with green flames, huh? It's very interesting, Inspector. Very interesting. I wonder if it could possibly be. Eagerly, Clark Kent hurries from police headquarters with Inspector Henderson. Who is the murdered man at the scene of the strange fire of green flames? We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But right now, here's a word from your announcer.
10: Say, your eyes will pop, gang, when you get your first comic button from this brand new series in packages of Kellogg's Pep. These new buttons are really snappy. Bright, full-colored pictures of familiar comic strip characters like uh, Uncle Walt and Skeezix and Nina and Superman, of course. Each one printed in bright colors on a sturdy metal button you'll want to wear pinned on your jacket or dress or cap. Now, there were 18 different buttons in all, so get busy. Collect the whole series. Start out by asking Mom to get you a package or two of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's the only way you can get these new comic buttons, you know. You don't send in any money, not even a box top. You just look inside the pep package for your prize. One of these brand new exciting comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. There's a button in every
2: package of P-E-P, pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Ark Kent and Inspector Henderson have just arrived at the scene of a recent fire, the basement of a dingy tenement house. The basement, equipped as a cluttered, dirty little laboratory, has been half burned out and the charred walls are a strange green. Leaving Officer Haley outside to keep back the curious crowd, Kent Henderson and a police surgeon are examining two men who lie on the basement floor. One, a short, foreign-looking old man with thinning gray hair and a stubby beard, lies on his side, dead, the blade of a knife in his back. He is clad only in his underwear. The other man, tall and lean, sallow-faced, breathes faintly. This tall young fellow... How bad is he, Doc? Uh,
7: Beyond help, Inspector. Third degree burns. He won't last more than a few minutes.
2: Uh His driving license says Fred Krause. This address. No other identification. There might be some prints on the knife. I wonder who the old fellow is and where his clothes are. He looks kind of familiar. I know who he is, Inspector. You do? Uh Who is he, Kent? Dr. Alexander Olovsky, Finance Minister of Belgravia. Oh? He came to the United States a few weeks ago to try to float a government loan. Are you sure? Positive. I interviewed him. Uh, what's the Finance
5: Minister of Belgravia doing here in this dump?
2: And with a knife in his back. Uh, There's a nice kettle of fish.
5: Yeah. Oh. What's the matter, Ken? What?
1: I don't know. I suddenly felt weak and dizzy. What? Great Scott. Huh? What? What's the matter now? That test tube I just dropped. I was examining it.
2: Inspector, there was kryptonite in that test tube a short time ago. Kryptonite? Yes. That accounts for the green flames. The Scarlet Widow must have been here. And maybe the Vulture, the Toifel, and that gang, too. They killed Dr. Olofsky for some reason. Something to do with me. With you? Huh? Oh, I, 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 I mean with Superman. Oh. This man, Fred Krause. He must know where they went and what they are up to. Doctor, you've got to bring him, too. He's got to tell us. Well, what do you say, Doc? Any chance?
7: Uh, I don't know, Inspector. He's in pretty bad shape, but I'll try. I'll need some hot water.
2: Uh, well, wait, there's a sink over there, Kent. Maybe... uh... I'll see. Yes, it's hot. I'll get a pan. You've got to bring him to, Doctor. You've got to. He can tell us where the widow is and the kryptonite. He must be made to talk. Quickly and skillfully, the police surgeon works to revive Fred Krauss, the Nazi underground leader. Will he succeed? And will Krauss tell Superman where De Teufel is? And of Teufel's monstrous plan to create an atomic monster, capable of destroying not only Superman, but all of civilization? At this moment, Teufel, in his disguise of Dr. Alexander Olovsky, is preparing to leave Paris for Germany. Never was Superman in such grave danger as now. So don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a
14: plane. It's Superman.
10: Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.
11: Behold
5: my process.
0: Ooh, let me do something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive Loot on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! to the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! the Loot Crate
4: box! What's with kids
0: today, huh?
2: And now, the adventures of Superman. A fragment of kryptonite which robs Superman of his strength when it is brought near him... ...was stolen from the Metropolis Museum by the Scarlet Widow. The Widow, in turn, was robbed of a quarter of it by Der Teufel... ...a brilliant but unscrupulous Nazi scientist. Disguised as Dr. Orlovsky, a foreign minister... Teufel, whose name in English means the devil... ...is speeding to Germany with the kryptonite... ...where he plans to create an atomic monster... ...able to control Superman and perhaps conquer the world. Meanwhile, in his guise of Clark Kent, Superman and Police Inspector Henderson arrived at the scene of a fire in a secret basement laboratory where they found the real Dr. Orlovsky murdered and a man named Krauss dying from burns. Discovering traces of kryptonite in a test tube, Kent urged a police surgeon to try to revive Krauss. And as we continue now, in the charred laboratory, the police surgeon works over Krauss, while Kent and Inspector Henderson watch anxiously. Listen. Well, how is he, Doc? Very low, Inspector. It's just a matter of minutes now. We've got to talk to him, Doctor. Can't you give him adrenaline or something? I've given him coramine, Kent. If anything will bring him around, that will. I'm not too hopeful, though. We must come to. We've we've got to get him to tell us who was here. Whoever it was murdered Dr. Orlovsky. A lot more than murder took place here, Inspector. Something to do with a kryptonite. Don't forget that nonsense, Kent. Nonsense? I tell you that unless that kryptonite is found, and soon it may mean the end of Superman. What's that? Don't pay any attention to him, Doc. Somebody fed him a lot of hot air about Superman being in danger, and he fell for it. Doc, you've got to bring Krauss around. Oh, I'm doing all I can, Inspector. Oh, but uh, wait a
11: minute. Uh, he just groaned.
2: Uh, yes. I think he's coming, too. Good. Uh, Teufel. What did he say?
11: Teufel. Uh,
2: Teufel. Orlovsky. You hear that, Kent? He knows about Dr. Orlovsky. Yes, and apparently uh, Teufel was here. Now, what about Orlovsky, Kraus? Who killed him? Teufel. Teufel killed him? control. Wait,
1: Inspector.
2: Superman. His pulse is strengthening, Inspector. It's just
10: possible you have a rational moment.
2: I guess that you decide on the most important question you want to ask him. Ask him where the kryptonite is, Inspector. Uh, are you out of your mind, Kent? I want to know who killed last But if you find out who... Uh, Teufel, where are you? Irrational now. Quick,
11: question him. Kraus, where is the kryptonite? Shut
2: up, Kent. Teufel has it.
11: Where is Teufel? I said shut up, Kent.
2: Now, Krauss. Krauss listen to me. Who killed Doctor Orlovsky? Typhole. I thought so. Where is he, Kraus? Where did he go? He went. He went. Where to... did he go? All right, where? Where, Krauss? He, he went to Atom Man. Atom Man. I'm afraid he's sinking, Inspector. Listen, uh, Kraus. Where? Where? Atom Man. Destroy. Kraus. Listen, Kraus. It's no use, Inspector. He's dead. Well, that's that, Kent. Now I'm in a fine spot. I've got to tell the Belgravian government and the newspapers that Teufel, who broke out of prison, somehow knifed Dr. Orlovsky and escaped again. Now isn't that going to make me look good? We've got to find Teufel, Inspector. No kidding. Well, what do you think we've been trying to do ever since he broke out of the pen? But now it's even more important that we find him. He's got the kryptonite. No, that again. And apparently he worked out some experiment in this laboratory with it. Something he told Krauss will enable Germany to control me, uh, to control Superman and rule the world. Something to do with an atom man. Have you gone nuts, Kent? No. First, you get all steamed up about that piece of meteor endangering Superman. Well, it does. And now you take a dying man's babbling seriously. Look, Look, I used to think you were a good reporter, but Kent, I... Inspector. Well, what is it, Doc?
7: There's nothing more I can do here. The wagon's on the way, so I'll be running
2: along. Okay, Doc. And thanks a lot. So long.
7: Goodbye, Kent. Goodbye, Doctor. Oh, you've
2: got to listen to me, Inspector. Look, I haven't got time to listen Uh, to fairy tales. But it's not a (sighs) fairy Wait a minute. Uh Oh, here comes a frock coat and silk hat. He must be from the Belgravian embassy. Uh, Inspector Henderson. Yes, yes, I'm Henderson. I am Count Brilovich. I received the telephone call. Yes, I know. I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you, Count. The police officer said it had something to do with Dr. Arlovsky, our finance minister. But that I cannot understand because... just step over here, will you please? Oh, by the way, this is Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. Count Bilovich, the Belgravian ambassador. How do you uh, do, you it All right, here we are. Prepare yourself for a shock, Count. He's under this canvas. Who is? I want you to identify him. Look. <gasps> Good heavens, Dr. Orlovsky. You were right, Kent. But this, this cannot be, Inspector. It cannot be, Dr. Orlovsky. What do you mean? You just said it was. Yes, yes, it is, but... Uh, but how can he be here in Metropolis? Come again, please. What do you mean, Kondrylovich? Why, why, three days ago, Dr. Orlovsky left Metropolis by clipper plane to return to the Gubbins. He What? D- What's up? Yes, yes, his mission here was completed. He returned to our country to report to Parliament. I myself said farewell to him and saw him to depart for the airport. Looks like he didn't get to the airport. He was waylaid by Teufel for some reason and brought here. Now, why would I he... I think I know, Inspector. Orlovsky, I cannot understand. How did he get here? Who did this uh, to uh, him? Just, just a minute, Count. What did you start to say, Kent? I said, I think I know what happened. Dr. Orlovsky is about the same size as Teufel. What's that got to do with it? I think Teufel, who was probably working with Krauss here, found out about Dr. Orlovsky leaving the country. They trapped him here, killed him, then Teufel dressed in his clothes. Hey, Orlovsky's clothes are missing. Go ahead, Kent. Teufel made himself up to look enough like Orlovsky to pass muster with the customs inspectors, took Orlovsky's passport and the kryptonite, and got on the clipper plane as Dr. Orlovsky. By George, that might be it, Ken. I'm sure it is. But who is Teufel? Why did he do this to Porlovsky? Teufel is a Nazi scientist, one of the cleverest Hitler had. A year ago, he almost succeeded in solving the secret of harnessing atomic energy. Now, with the kryptonite,
11: he... Great Scott, Krauss talked of an atom man. Oh, no, no, it can't be it. It's too fantastic. What are you doing? I do not understand.
2: We've got to stop Teufel. Come on, Inspector. Well, if you're right, Kent, and Teufel is traveling disguised as Dr.
7: Orlovsky. I'm sure he is. All right, then we'll get him. We'll contact the clipper ports on the European police. There's my car. Come on, Konbrilovich, We'll drop you at the embassy. Thank you, Inspector. Cassidy, don't let anybody in here.
2: Hurrying from the shabby basement laboratory, Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson leap into Henderson's car to take up the trail of Der Teufel. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But first, Dan McCullough is waiting to talk to us.
10: You know, gang, there's sure a mad rush for the Kellogg's pet package these days because that's the only place you can get those brand new comic buttons all the gang's collecting. And are these new buttons swell?
7: Full-color, true-to-life pictures
10: of your old favorite comic strip characters. Looking so real, you'd think they were going to speak. There's uh, Orphan Annie and Haroldine and Winnie Winkle, Superman, of course. Eighteen different buttons in all. You'll have a mighty smart collection when you have these new buttons pinned on your jacket or cap. You'll have a lot of fun collecting these comic buttons, too. Swapping duplicates with your pals. And why, it even seems to make it more fun to follow the funny papers when you've got buttons with the real characters on them. And the best part is, you don't have to spend any of your allowance for these new comic buttons. You don't even send in a box stop. Can't buy them anywhere. They come only as prizes in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So ask Mob to get you a supply of Pep tomorrow. Inside, you'll find your exciting prize. One of these brand new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. There's a prize in every package of
2: Pep. Pep made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Inspector Henderson, via shortwave, is attempting to intercept De Teufel, whom he and Kent believe escaped from Metropolis by clipper plane, disguised as Dr. Alexander Orlovsky, the finance minister of Belgravia. Now, at a powerful shortwave receiver in the radio room at headquarters, Henderson and Kent stand by anxiously as the international police channel becomes alive with confirming messages.
7: R ar- Farsi. 506, Lisbon, Portugal, to WMPD Metropolis Police. It's Lisbon. Quiet, will you? Orlovsky arrived Tuesday 12th, proceeded via Iberian transport plane to Madrid. I will repeat Orlovsky arrived Tuesday 12th, proceeded via Iberian transport plane to Madrid.
2: Paris, sureté, official 21 to WMPD Metropolis Police. Per your request, Orlovsky arrived le Bourget Field Wednesday, 11.30 p.m. 13th. Departed Thursday, 2.40 a.m. via French Empire Airways. Destination Berlin. Repeating message, per your request, Orlovsky arrived le Bourget Field day, 11.30 p.m.
7: at 15, Departed Thursday. United States Army Occupational Police, Division 22, WMPD, Metropolis Police Department, Alexander Orlovsky arrived Berlin via French Empire Airways, Thursday, the 14th, 11.50 a.m. Arranged reservation on Baltic Transport Line for Belgravia. Leaving Berlin 2.40 p.m., but did not appear again at airport. Full investigation underway. So far, no report. We'll keep you advised. United States Occupational Police signing off with WMPD, Metropolis Police Department. (laughs)
2: Lisbon, Madrid, Paris, Berlin, and then no report. Alexander Olovsky, believed to be der Teufel, seems to have vanished into thin air. And this man, the devil, has in his possession the one thing in all the universe capable of rendering Superman harmless to the forces of evil. What does Teufel intend doing with it? Yes, and what is the atom man of which he speaks? From now on, the excitement is breathtaking as the dangerous trail leads across four countries and thousands of miles. Superman is battling for his very life, so join with him as he fights to the death. Don't miss a word of Monday's tense and startling episode. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet.
1: More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look!
2: And now, the adventures of Superman! A piece of green, glowing kryptonite, a fragment of the planet on which he was born, robs Superman of all his strength when it is brought near him. Part of this fragment is now in the possession of Der Teufel, a brilliant but unscrupulous Nazi scientist, who claims that with it, he can create an atomic monster able to control not only Superman, but the entire world. Disguised as a foreign diplomat, Teufel flew to Berlin, where he disappeared. And as Superman and the police of two continents hunted for him, he came by night to a tiny inn at the edge of the Black Forest. Wearing ragged clothes and a black wig, a patch over one eye, and a battered knapsack on his back, he sits in a corner of the small, uncarpeted dining room, his face half-hidden behind a newspaper. As the only other diner leaves, Teufel calls to the fat, white-aproned owner of the inn, Listen.
5: You, come here. Ja? What is it? You do not know me.
11: I do not know time such as you. I wish to close up now. For the meal, you owe me
5: five marks. Look closely at me. Gottfried. How do you know my name? Who are you? You do not recognize my voice. Well, I've been away a long time. Wait. I will remove the wig. So, no. And the patch from my eyes. So, no. Now, you regard me. The Teufel.
11: Not so bad. Who else is here? At the moment, only myself and my wife, Goethe.
5: But the light soldiers
11: are all about in the forest and on the road.
5: I they... saw them. Tell me, Professor Milk is in the hiding place. Milk? Yeah, ja, Milk, the chemist, my colleague. The light soldiers have not captured him. Nein, not yet. Go. I must see him at once. But there is... Come, take me to the passageway. It's in the cellar, is it not? Well, why do you stand there? Take me to the passageway, I said. Nine, Torefel. You cannot go to the hiding place in the forest. You are a great danger to us. At Danger. Aye, a danger. You block it. I come on a great mission to restore the fatherland. Tremendous difficulties I had in escaping from the United States and then from the Americans in Berlin. Oh, that we
11: know. And we know too that the American police traced you to Berlin, and now their police in Germany find you. Ah. Already, just before evening, they were here at my inn to inquire if any had seen you. So far they do not suspect that I work in the underground Nazi movement. What art- Listen to me. Someone is coming. Send him away, whoever Please, I cannot. It may be the American police. Quick, quick. Put that thing on your head and the patch on your eye. Godfrey, It is the American sergeant who guards the sword. Oh, him. Now they are in trouble. Why did you not
5: leave? I beg you you Fool, do as I say. I am your cousin from Nuremberg, Friedrich Merker. You understand. will not love silence us control yourself or all is lost.
2: Oh, there you are, Godfrey. Why didn't you answer who is this man?
5: Ah, good afternoon, Sergeant.
11: I, I did not hear you come in. I was so busy talking, recalling all times with my cousin.
2: Your uh, cousin, huh? I haven't seen him around before. Oh,
5: uh, no, no. You see, yes. i only just arrived, here, Sergeant, to visit it. my cousin, Gottfried. Uh, what's your name? Friedrich Melcher, mein Herr. Where are you from? From Nurnberg. Let me
2: see your papers. What, Sergeant? Sa- yeah,
5: certainly, mein Herr. Here they are. Ah. Uh. Only
2: well, seem to be in order. Oh,
5: thank you, my here. The American sergeant thought perhaps I was a Nazi, Godfrey. Oh, no, I... Yeah, we...
2: you Germans are all alike. Now you've lost the war, all of you say you hated Hitler, and none of you were Nazis. Well, I was just shaken up. Good
11: night. A glass of beer before you go, huh, sergeant? Or wine, perhaps? Oh, thanks. Good night, my Herr. Good night, dear sergeant. Auf Wiedersehen.
5: It's gone. Gottfried. Lock the door and turn off the lights. Hurry, I help you. Oh, Oh, Himmel, never was I so scared.
11: Where did you get the pain, boss?
5: What does that matter? Hurry, now lock the door. Yeah, I will lock it.
11: After you leave.
5: Then that. Listen to me, Gottfried. I tell you, I must see Professor Milch. With his aid, I can not only control the American Superman who blocked our plans before. What is that you say? You can control Superman. Ah, Now you become interested. But then listen, with what is in the knapsack on my back, we will be able to control the world, let alone superman. What is in your knapsack? I will show you, but first, lock the door. I will lower the shade on the window. <laughs> All right.
11: Now the American soldiers will think I have gone to bed. Show me what is in the knapsack potion. Yeah, one moment.
5: Ah, here it is. The box? Is that all? Is that all, he says. This box, Godfrey, right, is the power to completely destroy our enemies. Look.
11: Oh. Oh. What strange thing is that? like a large piece of stone, only it gives off a green light. And what is that clear
5: sound it makes? That which you see, Godfrey, right, is kryptonite. Kryptonite? Oh, what is that? It is a fragment of the former planet Krypton on which Superman was born. Then he comes within ten feet of this substance. It becomes weak and even loses consciousness. What nonsense is this? This is the truth I have seen for myself. And more I have seen. No, do not touch it. It will burn your hands. It will burn? Yeah. It is highly radioactive. I have discovered by experiments that it is more complex in atomic structure and so more radioactive than any other element known in the world. More so even than thorium, radium actinium. More even than uranium. Uranium? That is what the Americans used to make the terrible atomic bomb. Yeah, but besides this kryptonite, uranium is as nothing. The kryptonite has no impurities, and its radioactive discharge, as I have myself measured with an electroscope, is a hundred times greater in intensity than uranium. Do you realize what that means, Guthrie? You become too scientific for me, Teufel.
11: Just tell me how you plan to use this material to control Superman and destroy our enemies. Ah, now
5: you come to the heart of the matter, Trifle. With Professor Silk, whose great genius I require to dissolve this substance, I will create an Atom Man. An Atom Man? Yeah, an Atom Man. A creature more deadly than a dozen atomic bombs. A monster from whose fingertips will come the power. The atomic energy which will make the great Superman his servant, his slave, and which will destroy our enemies. Oh, Him,
1: this,
11: this Atom Man, hold do you...
5: What is that? Sirens.
11: The Americans, police. They approach from the town. They, they must have traced you here. They must
5: not find me quickly. Take me to the secret passageway. Yeah, yeah.
11: If what you just told me is true... Then...
5: it's true, it's milk's help. I can do what I say in a few days, perhaps even less. Quickly now, take me to the passageway.
11: Come this way to the cellar. Hurry. Right. The police will be here in a moment. They are under the floor. I will show you. It will take you under the edge of the forest where the Americans stand guard. to the hidden cave...
2: Hurriedly, the Nazi innkeeper leads the Teufel down to the cellar, to the secret passageway into the Black Forest. We'll return in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. But first, let's stand by for a word from our announcer. Say, gang,
10: you kind of like Superman, don't you? Why, sure. Most of you follow his adventures in the funny papers and listen to him on the radio every day. Well, Superman is just one of the characters on those 18 different comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's pets. Yes, in every package, there's a swell prize. Maybe a button with Superman on it or, uh, or Winnie Winkle or her brother Perry. The pictures are in full comic strip colors on sturdy metal with a handy pin on the back so that you can wear your whole collection of buttons on your jacket or dress or cap. You'll want to collect all 18 of these brand new comic buttons. So it's a good idea to hold tight to any duplicate. Then trade with your pals for some button you don't have yet. And help round out your collection. And here's how easy it is to get these exciting new comic buttons. You don't send in a single penny, not even a box top. You just ask Mom to get you several packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Then, look inside the package and see which prize you find. One of these colorful new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Remember now, you can't buy these buttons anywhere. They come only as prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Ask Mom for P-E-P
2: Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. After Teufel hurried to the secret passageway in the inn near the Black Forest, Superman has streaked to Berlin from Metropolis. Now, in his guise of Clark Kent, we find him in the office of Colonel Greeley, Chief of Intelligence at American Occupation Force Headquarters.
1: I tell you, we've searched everywhere, Kent. Everywhere, but we can't find a trace of Teufel. But he must be found, Colonel Greeley. I'm well aware of that. He made a Dr. Orlowski, the Belgravian finance minister. That's right? That makes an embarrassing situation for our state. it's oh, even more important than that. Teufel has the kryptonite, and Superman is helpless against it. Well, I'm not worried about anything like that. I want Teufel for murder. Where was he last seen? At the Berlin Airport. The night before last. He landed from a French plane disguised as Dr. Orlowski, made a reservation on a plane leaving for Belgravia at midnight, and then, well, he just disappeared. Oh, but somebody must have seen him. Apparently nobody saw him after he left the reservation office. He's nobody's fool, you know. We've got to find him. We've got to. Excuse me. It's my phone. Well, greatly speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Captain Meisky. What? You have? Where? Who? I see. Yes, yes, of course, I'll be right over. Of course, at once. Thanks, Lord. Come on, Kent. That was... Captain Meisky of the Russian Occupational Police. He just got a hot clue to point. He did? What is it? He didn't say he just told me to rush right over. I presume you want to come along. Do I? Try and stop me. We can go through the record offices to the back of the building. My car is waiting. We can be at Russian headquarters in five minutes. Come on, Kent. On
2: the double. Eagerly, Clark Kent and Colonel Greeley rush from the American occupation building. What have the Russians discovered about Dertoifel? Will it enable Superman to intercept the brilliant but unscrupulous Nazi scientist before he can create his dread atom man and turn him loose against the man of steel... And civilization? And what is the atom man? Every tense moment counts now, fellows and girls. So don't fail to listen tomorrow. Same time, same station, to the adventures of Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
2: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
10: Girls and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the Grand Old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted
0: feature, appearing in Superman
10: DC Publications.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive,
2: able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look,
14: up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
2: And now, the adventures of Superman. Having stolen part of the kryptonite fragment, which robbed Superman of his strength, Der Teufel, a brilliant but unscrupulous Nazi scientist, escaped to Germany. At an inn, he told a Nazi underground henchman that he must see a chemist named Milk, who was hiding in the Black Forest. With the kryptonite, Teufel said he and Milk could create an atomic monster, which would control and possibly even destroy Superman. Meanwhile, having traced Teufel to Berlin... Superman, and his guise of Clark Kent, and Colonel Greeley, an American intelligence officer, were informed that the Russian occupation police had made an important discovery. As we continue now, Kent and Colonel Greeley are in the office of Captain Nikolai Meisky of the Russian police in Berlin. A German prisoner has just been brought in. A squat, slack-jawed man who seems ill at ease in his handsome frock coat and silk hat. Listen.
13: This is the man, gentlemen. He was picked up in the Russian zone of Berlin an hour ago. He had just sold a magnificent mink-lined overcoat to a pawnbroker.
14: I do nothing wrong. It is my own overcoat, I Silence say. Silence,
13: you. But, Captain, this man is not the Teufel. I did not say he was, Colonel Greeley. He had, however, contact with our Teufel.
1: Where? When?
13: A night before the last, Comrade Kent, in a street close to the airport. These are Teufel's clothes he wears now, or rather, the clothes of the late Dr. Orlovsky of Belgravia, as whom Teufel masqueraded. They are? Are you sure? I am positive, Colonel. In a pocket of the overcoat was a label bearing the name of Dr. Orlovsky and the name of a tailor in Belgravia.
14: He gave them to me. I do not know his name. He approached me near the airport, a man much of my own size and wearing very thick eyeglasses. He carried a fine leather dispatch case. That description fits Teufel, Kent. Yes, yes. Go on. He asked if I would exchange clothes with him. At first I thought he made a joke, but he gave me no time to consider... Almost before I knew what occurred, I wore his clothes and he was gone with mine. Gone where? Where did he go? I know not, my heaven. It was dark at night. I saw him go towards the Kaiserstratz and then I saw him no more.
13: Nor has anyone else. I think you attacked him. Robbed him and did away with his body.
14: Nine, nine, I swear.
13: Then where are your papers, your identification? I have told you. They were in the pocket of my
14: jacket. But so quick was all this, I did not remember them until the man was gone. Uh Uh-oh, now we're
2: getting someplace. What's your name? Friedrich Melker, my dear. I am from Nuremberg. Friedrich Melker
1: from Nuremberg, eh? Colonel Greeley, Teufel is about this fellow's size. And he has his clothes and papers. That means... Teufel is now disguised. Melker, right, Kent. We'll get after him at once. May I use your phone, Captain Maskey? Of course, Colonel.
13: But it is my opinion that this man lies, as do most Germans. I think either he killed Teufel Lied, I did or else is in league
2: with him. Well, if he'd killed him, he'd still have his papers. And if he was in league with him, he wouldn't be so stupid as to walk around in Teufel's discarded clothes. No, oh, I think he's telling the truth. Teufel evidently knew we were aware he was disguised as Doctor Orlovsky... And He needed a new disguise in a hurry to get wherever he's
1: going with the kryptonite. Well, we've got a chance to intercept him now, but we've got to work fast. Right. I'll call American headquarters and send out an alarm. Good.
13: You may be right, Comrade Kenny. I'm sure I am. Oh, I will, of course, do all I can to help, too.
1: I, too, will transmit a radio alarm to my bed. Soviet KPU, Berlin, calling all
4: military
13: and police forces. Search for middle aged men about 5 feet 7, weight 190 pounds, ragged loading, carrying identification papers of Frederick Berger of Nuremberg. This man is a noble and
1: Attention! Berlin office calling all military and occupation police. It is believed that man wanted as the Teufel is now disguised in ragged clothing and carries papers identifying him as Friedrich
2: Kelter of Nuremberg. As urgent radio calls crackle over the German airwaves to speed a new search for the Teufel, the elusive Nazi scientist has made his way through an underground tunnel from a small inn to a deep rock cave in the Black Forest. The main entrance of the cave is cleverly concealed by fallen trees and heavy underbrush. Within, it is large and musty fitfully illuminated by two coal-oil lamps, and fitted with rough bunks on which lounge a dozen assorted Nazis. Men young and old, all former leaders in the Nazi regime of savage persecution and conquest, now hiding from and plotting against their conquerors. Some are men of science. Two are field marshals. Three are members of the ruthless Gestapo. In the half gloom, their eyes gleam like fierce hunted animals, as they regard the strangely humming, green-glowing kryptonite, which de Teufel has set in its open box before Professor Ernst Milch, the stooped, shaggy-haired chemist, who did more than any one man to keep Hitler's oil-starved Panzer divisions operating on Ersatz fuels.
5: There it is, Milch. Almost insurmountable difficulties I had in obtaining it and bringing it here. This is the kryptonite Teufel. Yeah. It is a part of the fragment from the shattered planet Krypton on which Superman was born. Yeah. In the presence of this material, Superman becomes helpless as a baby. Oh, Superman oh, yes, yes, yes. What nonsense is this? Taricum? It is the truth, General Bromberg. I myself have seen Superman lose consciousness when he approached this metal. It is I yes. You may be given an opportunity to see for yourself. There is no element like this in all the world, Milch. The gamma rays, it admits, as indicated by the cold, green light and hum, are too strong even for him. It is a hundred times more complex and radioactive than thorium or radium or even uranium. You've tested it with the electroscope? Yeah, and I used shields before. The gamma rays penetrated the shields with such an intensity as to be unbelievable and ionized the air and gases as uranium could never do. And it has no impurities think what that means, Milch. A tiny quantity of it will serve our purpose, whereas the Americans must have a great deal of uranium to purify only enough for a single atomic bomb.
13: What does this madman speak of bombs? Tell him, Milch, how our great factories are destroyed. Tell him how we, the last few loyal followers of the Fuhrer, live here in a cave under the ground, hunted like rats, and forced
5: to subsist on a few lean rabbits and birds we can snare in the forest. Do you think I'm a fool? Have I not ice in my head? However, with a kryptonite we need neither factories nor bombs. What? what? What do you mean, Tomprin? I will explain, but first I will close the box. Erica, but now come, tell us what it is you mean. I mean this, Miriam. If you can dissolve the kryptonite, I will create an atom man. If what? an atom man, a creature in whose veins will flow a solution of pure kryptonite who will, by use of a converter, be able to shoot kryptonite atoms from his fingertips in an unbroken chain that will create such destruction as the world has never dreamed of. You're mad. I was never so sane in my life, General Bromberg. If Professor Milch can dissolve the kryptonite, we will be able to control Superman and then force the rest of the world to its knees. But, Teufel, you speak of an upper man. I presume you mean an artificial man, a robot. I mean a human being. What? Yeah. A human being. One of us here, in this cave, will be the world's first atom man. Startled,
2: Professor Milk and his Nazi cohorts stare open-mouthed at Dr. Teufel, a human atom man. Can Teufel be serious? We'll return in a moment for the climax of today's episode. But right now, let's hear from Dan McCullough.
10: You know, Eddie's mother asked me the other day... What on earth has gotten into him lately? Says she hears him carrying on the strangest conversations with his pals, like, uh, trade you Superman for Harold or, uh, have you got Smokey's silver yet? Well, of course, I told her he's busy with his collection of the new comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Told her there are 18 different buttons, each one with a true-to-life picture of a familiar comic strip character, like Jack and. Moon Mullins and K.O. told her these buttons are bright-colored and sparkling on sturdy metal. Told her all the gang likes to collect them, trade them, wear them on their jackets or dresses or caps. And you know what Eddie's mother said? That's fine, she said. I'm going to get Eddie another package of Kellogg's Pep right away. Inside every package, there's a thrilling prize. One of these dazzling new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. It's a prize for
2: you from P.E.P. Pep made by Kellogg's Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a hidden cave in the Black Forest of Germany, where Professor Milk, the famous chemist, and several other prominent Nazis are hiding, Der Teufel has just startled them by stating that one of them would become the world's
5: first atom man. You're mad, Teufel, mad. Out of such madness, General, will come victory. But how can this be, Teufel, with the kryptonite in his veins, a man he could not live? In my solution, he would live, Milk. But if the atoms were split, he'd blow up, you fool! Whom do you call a fool, General. I did not lose the war. You did. Well, Milch, speak. But we have everything to gain and nothing to lose. How long before you can dissolve this kryptonite? I, I do not know. I have a small laboratory set up in another room as a cave, but it is not there uh, complete. You performed great things during the war and you did not have everything you needed. Will you try now for your own life? And the life at the fatherland? I tell you, he is mad, Milch. Nine General,
1: the Teufel is not mad. He is a genius. And if he says he can create an atom man, then I believe him. And somehow, whatever the cost, they will dissolve the kryptonite. Well
5: spoken, Milch. A toast to our success, gentlemen. Is there wine? Eil oh, yes. Ah, good.
1: Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Hitler. Heil Hitler.
2: His moonlike face beaming to Teufel leads the toast to the success of the dread atom man. Will this small, desperate band of fanatical Nazis succeed in their grotesque plot? Or will Superman, menaced as he never was before, stop Teufel before it is too late? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, for the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.